Welcome. Welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Uh, happy Thursday uh, to you and yours. Uh, it is almost the weekend. And you know what? I have a prediction. After today, I'm going to be ready for the weekend. I'm going to be a little bit exhausted and spent after today's show. Uh, we have a fantastic, I have a fantastic show uh, planned for you today. Uh, it's just going to be <clears throat> you and me. Uh, if uh, you're a longtime uh, listener, follower, viewer of this show, uh, we've been on the air now maybe about 18 months. Uh, 16 months, you know that I don't move my flag from over there to over here behind me unless I'm a little fired up. And you know I don't take my Bible down from the bookcase and bring it over here to my desk unless I'm a little fired up. And so I'm a lot fired up today. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, I'm going to be able to unpack uh, everything that's on my mind uh, today as it relates to Kyrie Irving, Kanye West, uh, and what's going on there and try to unpack it in a big picture way so that everybody understands exactly what's going on here that no one thinks that it's a black or white conversation, uh, that we don't fall into the racial trap that we're being led into. Uh, the country, the direction of the country, uh, our fate in this country is on the line right now. And there are many of you that think it's going to be solved by the midterm elections or hoping it's going to be or improved. And, and I'm going to try to unpack a bigger narrative that goes far beyond politics, although it's related to politics. Uh, but we're, what we're facing here is a legitimate existential threat to the way uh, that we live here in this country and some of the rights and freedoms that we have taken for granted in this country, they're being stripped away. And I'm going to try to unpack how it impacts all of us. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, maintain my emotions. I'm already emotional. I've been emotional all last night, this morning, thinking about this and this show and trying to conjure uh, the necessary insight, wisdom to deliver this in a way that connects. And, and, and so I want you all, uh, before we get into this, uh, to say just a short little prayer that, hey, give Jason the wisdom, uh, the discipline uh, to unpack and deliver this properly. Uh, so that all that hear it, whether believer, non-believer, whatever, so that all that hear it will hear it in the way that it's intended to land and that it will cause some thought, some reflection, uh, and maybe some inspiration uh, because that is my intent. And so uh, before I get into it, <clears throat> before I get way, way, way 
uh, too emotional. I want to thank uh, one of our newest sponsors, Nugenics, uh, because without Nugenics, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm going to do here for the approximately next two hours. Uh, and we wouldn't be able to gather like this without Nugenics, without some of our sponsors. And so I want to thank Nugenics uh, for today and just thank them for hopping on board and in support of men and a fearless army and men trying to take responsibility for the chaos that we have wrought. It, this is our fault. This is our responsibility. And, and so I, I want to take a moment uh, to tell you guys about Nugenics getting older is a big adjustment. Trust me, I'm going through it. It's like you're young and healthy and eventually it gets hard to stay healthy. Next thing you know, you realize you're not so young, but you're not exactly old. Mm, I feel old. Uh, then it gets worse. I know what that's like. Uh, you might get more of a dad bod. I got a little bit of an elephant bod, uh, but I'm working on it. And the early 2000s Whitlock bod, there was you know kind of more like a walrus bod, not an elephant bod. Uh, it's suddenly harder to work out. Now, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not struggling working out. <laughs> I'm killing it. I killed it this morning. But you know, if you're struggling, it's not all your fault. As men age, our bodies naturally lose free testosterone. That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your production. Wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again, that old swagger back in your step? Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. It will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen, which has been validated in five clinical studies. What Nugenics Total T does is boost the free testosterone that the aging process robs you of, so you'll feel stronger and leaner with more energy and drive. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text FEARLESS to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermal, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text FEARLESS to 231-231. Fearless to 231-231. I want to repeat, this product will help you. It will help boost your testosterone. This product will help you with your workouts. But there's an extra reason that I said at the top of this. Nugenics supports us here at The Blaze. It supports Fearless. It supports you. We're in a battle that I'm about to unpack. And without sponsors like Nugenics, we wouldn't have what we need to fight that battle. If you're struggling with your testosterone, if you're struggling in the gym, if, you're, if you don't feel as vibrant as you used to, what better product to turn to than Nugenics Total Tea? You'll be not only helping your body, but you'll be supporting me, you, this show, our way of life, and what we think. All right. Uh, you guys, remember, you can email me, and I expect uh, today, after today's show, I expect to hear from you guys, fearlessblazeshow at gmail.com. I want to hear from you guys. I want feedback from you guys about this show that I'm about to unpack. Uh, I think it's going to be a great show. Buckle up. 
I've, I've gone to the bathroom, I've peed, I think I'm good to sit here uh, for the next two hours and have a conversation with you guys. I want to start <coughs> uh, with the Bible, and I want to start by uh, telling you all that Pastor Anthony, uh, he leads a, a, a Bible study uh, for us on Wednesdays. The group of us at Fearless to put the show together and some of our other supporters at Slick It uh, in, in, in Kansas City. We do a Zoom every Wednesday and Pastor Anthony's been walking us through Ephesians. And uh, we've hit some things in Ephesians that have really hit me hard and have really inspired me. And I can remember, it was a couple, two or three weeks ago, I went and spoke for Chocolate Knox and the Cross Politic guys in Knoxville, Tennessee. And someone asked me what my favorite Bible verse was, wasn't prepared for the question, didn't have a great answer. And, and this week, uh, yesterday during our Wednesday Bible study, there was Anthony talking through Ephesians, hit something that hit me hard and explain my whole philosophy and, and what's going on with me. And, and it, it, hit, it just hit my worldview. And so I wanna read from Ephesians just to get us started. And again, for those of you that are non-believers, stick with me, I don't, don't, look, this show is about a biblical worldview. And we always talk about things from a biblical perspective. But I, I'm not gonna overwhelm you, uh, in, in this conversation with everything about the Bible, but I, I just want to let you know where my heart, head, and where this is all coming from. So uh, this, I'm going to read several verses. I think it's verse 18 uh, that is the punchline or the, the point that like, oh, okay, this is me. Uh, but I'm going to start at verse 10. Chapter 3, verse 10, uh, to the intent that now unto uh, the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church and the manifold wisdom of God, the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore, I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That was the first one that kicked me in the gut. I want to read that. That's verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. And this is Paul, by the way, uh, writing, talking here, praying, actually, uh, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Something has happened to my inner man. You guys have been watching it play out on this show. If you followed me at Speak for Yourself, he was watching it play out uh, when I was at Fox Sports on Speak for Yourself as I started littering my conversation more and more with references to God and Jesus in the Bible, something's going on with my inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being boosted and grounded in love. And then here's the one that got me. 
may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the, no, it's actually 19, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth, my King James Version says passeth, there's other that makes it real clear, surpasses knowledge. And to know that the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. That's our starting point, because it speaks to me. And because, listen, <clears throat> anybody goes look at my high school transcripts, graduated with a 2.8 probably, scored a 900 on the SAT, graduated college with a 2.2. .2. When it comes to book sense, and again, I was all off into sports, I was into socializing, I was in the, I was a class clown, I was into joking around, I didn't apply myself book-wise, but I was never that blessed with that kind of book intellect. What I was blessed with was through my grandmother, my mother, 25th Baptist Church, a love of God. And so as I get to my age where I'm now 55 and I sit there, how do I know this stuff? How, how, why are people, uh, you know, and people can hate on me all they want, but what people mostly say is like, man, the Whitlock's smart. And he says a lot of smart, original things. And I try to tell people all the time, it ain't me, bro. It is not me. And I didn't know what it was when, you know, years ago, but I knew it wasn't me. It was just, it was just common sense. And then now where I'm at now, I'm just like, oh my God, this is God. This is someone who's been drenched in the love of God and my, not, my, my insight, my wisdom, my worldview surpasses man's knowledge, science. And it can, that is, oh, you, you think you're smarter than Fauci. You think you're smarter than so-and-so. One thing I know is I didn't take that clot shot. And I don't know what it was. Well, I do know what it was. It was God. And I didn't care what Fauci said. Because I'm like, God designed a system in me and in man, in all of us, that if we would just do certain things, that immune system, that system he built would Take care of me. Again, does, does that, I, I said, and I said all throughout the pandemic and blah, 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 I was like, look, the, the clot shot or the shot, whatever it is, uh, that ain't for young people. Uh, maybe it's for old fat people like myself, but I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna lean into God. I'm gonna start fasting. I'm gonna start praying. I'm gonna get some of this fat up off of me. I'm gonna go about it God's way. I like my decision right now. And if I die today of COVID, I still like my decision. And so I, I, I just say all that just as a setup, a precursor, where my head's at, what's going on with me, and, and why today I'm trying to temper it, but I'm filled with outrage. And, and, and I, I wanna, try to help set uh, the record straight or try to provide you all some context 
about what's going on here in America and around the globe, but I can only, fo I only got enough bandwidth right now to talk about America. That, that's what I understand, this is where I live, this is the country I love, and I wanna help all of us understand, those of us that are believers, those of us that appreciate America, we're all in this together and I wanna unpack big picture, what's going on. I'm gonna call this episode, The Jason Unchained, because you guys saw the movie Django Unchained, <clears throat> and I don't know who I might take out over these next two hours as I talk here. I promise you, if I uh, go after the wrong person, it's not through bad intent. If I make a mistake, if I'm imprecise with my words, it's not through bad intent. I'm just on one right now. I'm Django, I'm Jamie Foxx, I'm mad as heck, not gonna take it anymore, and I'm going to try to unearth and, and try to unpack what's going on here. And so, <clears throat> I'm gonna start out somewhat after, you know, we've injected the Bible into this and some scripture into this, but I'm gonna try to start out on a lighter note because <clears throat> I want everybody engaged in this conversation. This conversation is for everybody. And so I'm gonna start with an analogy to WrestleMania 25. Does anybody remember WrestleMania 25 is 2009, uh, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Uh, they build it as heaven and hell. The Undertaker represented uh, hell. Shawn Michaels, a man of faith, represented heaven. And that's what we have right now. We're going through WrestleMania 25. This is a battle between two heavyweights, one a demonic force, Karl Marx, and one a Christian, Thomas Jefferson. Now, again, I could use other names, Frederick Engels, backed and financed Karl Marx, uh, George Washington, I could have used him instead of Thomas Jefferson, he's our founding father. But to me, the intellectual battle that we have going on in America right now and across the globe, it's a WrestleMania battle, heaven and hell. Karl Marx is hell, he's the undertaker, trying to take us, German philosopher, born in 1848, the father of Marxism, the father of communism, the intellectual brains behind Marxism and communism, Frederick Engels paid for it. And then you have Thomas Jefferson, one of our great founding fathers, the intellectual heft behind the Declaration of Independence and the US Constitution. He represents heaven. This is WrestleMania. And what, what has me concerned if you know anything about the WWE, The Undertaker beat Shawn Michaels in 2009 in what many consider the greatest WrestleMania battle of all time. And then they, it, it was so great, they turned around and did it again the next year. And The Undertaker beat Shawn Michaels again. Again, obviously wrestling's fake, it's a script, I get it but it speaks to the culture that we have created in America where in a battle of heaven and hell, the script writers 
of the WWE chose hell and the undertaker over heaven and the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Think that through the script. Cause again, everything right now is about a script that they want us to follow. And the leftists represent hell and they're writing the script and they want Karl Marx to uh, suplex or uh, what was, didn't Undertaker do some kind of moonplex, uh, monoplex? He did some kind of move that took out Shawn Michaels or whatever, but the only wrestling thing I remember is suplex. They want Karl Marx to suplex Thomas Jefferson. And so we have this whole argument of that the left feels like they're winning. Don't get fooled by what we think may happen in six days in the election. Right now, it feels like the left is winning. Their script is winning. They, they are in control of the script and they get to determine our culture. And so it feels like Karl Marx and his anti-God philosophy is winning and is unseating a country that was founded in biblical beliefs and a biblical worldview. And the left have, have convinced all of us believers, or many of us believers, and certainly the non-believers, oh no, America is supposed to be a separation of church and state. <laughs> and anyway, those guys weren't Christians. They had slaves. Give me a break. How could they be Christians? They had slaves. So anything that they did is defined by their ownership of slaves. If those people told you today was Thursday, you'd be able to say, no, it's not. You own slaves. We don't have, but flawed men, and that's all we've known in this world, in the history of this planet, are flawed men other than one, Jesus Christ. Flawed men in America came up with founding documents inspired by God that built the greatest country in the world and gave this country a chance to right its wrongs while perfecting its constitution, while perfecting itself. You will never make me ashamed of the founding fathers. And I know that if I was born back then, they may have purchased me as a slave. But I'm sorry, I wasn't born back then. I recognize the power of the documents that they put together and how they liberated and freed me. And I'm respectful and appreciative of those documents. And I'm smart enough to know, read enough to know, even though I'm an idiot, I've read enough to know that those documents were inspired by this Bible, that those documents were inspired by a higher power, that even though they were flawed, they were Christians. And so we'll hear people uh, make the, oh, no, they weren't. Ben Franklin wasn't a Christian or this guy wasn't really a Christian. and uh, They wanted a separation of church and state. They're perverting 
everything to make you believe this nation wasn't founded under God, one nation under God. They're doing everything they can. Karl Marx right now is winning WrestleMania 25 or whatever number, WrestleMania three, I guess. This is WW3. So just to enter into the record, I went in this morning, last night, digging up <clears throat> where the founding fathers were on Christianity. And, and again, I don't, every man I know, every woman I know is flawed. And all the people sitting around convulsing about abortion and killing babies in the womb that think they're superior to these men who own slaves. I don't believe you're superior. And you can call me a seller, you can call me every name in the book, but murdering babies in the womb is worse than slavery. You can kiss my rear end if you don't like it, but that's a fact. And so all these people on their high horse about how much superior they are to the founding fathers. And you're convulsing in the streets. Oh, I can't kill my baby, my body, my choice. Think you're better than them. Miss me, miss me with that BS. So, I found some quotes here that represent the founding fathers' views on Christianity. This is from their mouths, from their pens. Thomas Jefferson will start there. God who gave us life, gave us liberty, and can, and can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis, a conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are the gift of God. I, I want to repeat that. Let me repeat that and can be the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis, that firm basis, a conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are the gift of God. That they are not to be violated, but with his wrath. Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just, that his justice cannot sleep forever. That's Thomas Jefferson. I think that makes it crystal clear. The man believed in God. He's a Christian. Strike him off your list. Let's go to Ben Franklin. Because we were all, oh, he, he wasn't really a Christian and he, he was the least Christian of all the founding fathers. This is from out of the mouth of Ben Franklin. Here is my creed. I believe in one God, the creator of the universe, that he governs it, governs it by his providence, that he ought to be worshiped. As to Jesus of Nazareth, my opinion of whom you particularly desire, I think the system of morals and his religion as he left them to us is the best the world ever saw or is likely to see. That's Ben Franklin. Patrick Henry. It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
For this very reason, peoples of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship here. I love this quote. Love it. It explains everything, particularly the ending. For this very reason, peoples of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship here. What that means is we're Christians, but you can believe in whatever God you want right here in America and you can prosper. And that has been what America has been about. Finally, we'll go to George Washington, father of our country. Uh, while we are zealously performing the duties of good citizens and soldiers, we certainly ought not to be inattentive to the higher duties of religion, to the distinguished character of patriot. It should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian. You see that? George Washington, the ultimate patriot, the general of our revolutionary army, says, you know what? The highest character isn't being a patriot, isn't being a general, isn't dying on the battlefield. Being a Christian tops all of that. This country was founded on biblical principles and a biblical worldview. The Marxists. Karl Marx, the secular people, all of them, it, it, all the people, Marxism, for, for those of you that haven't done the homework, don't understand, it's an anti-God system. Communism for, prohibits, pushes people away from religion. Karl Marx thinks that religion is the drug for deluded people. Those are his words. They're hostile to this religiously founded country. Thomas Jefferson's theory and system is being put on trial by a bunch of secular, godless idiots who want to tear down anything associated with him. And many of the people doing the tearing down are pretending like, and I talked about this yesterday, that, oh, I'm in the uh, lineage. I, I'm, I'm following the path blazed by Martin Luther King and Frederick Douglass and JFK and, 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 Richard Allen and Abraham Lincoln. I'm challenging the establishment. Like them, they're pretending that they're grifting off these very religious people who made this country great and pretending like their fight for social justice is a fight for Jesus. And it's not. It's the bad substitute for Jesus. It's the bad substitute for religious faith. It's the bad substitute for religious faith that kills you. That infringes on our freedom of speech. 
And so I, I, I wanted to give you that foundation so that you can understand the rest of my conversation and how this relates to Kyrie Irving and Kanye West. And so I, I want you to remember Patrick Henry's comments here before I move forward. For this very reason, peoples of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship here. I remember that as I continue this conversation, because although I'm a Christian and want everybody to, to be a Christian, I want everybody to believe in God. If I can get you there, if you believe in God, that will open your mind to believing in Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal savior. But I, I got to have you at least believing in God if you want to understand this country and how to protect this country and, and where all your freedoms and why America became the envy of the world. You have to believe in God. Karl Marx and that group, they don't want you to believe in God because they know the power of religious faith. And so let me get you out of the past. Karl Marx, you know, I think was born in the 1840s. Obviously, Thomas Jefferson born in the 1700s. Let's move all the way to right now, 2022, and let's look at what's happening. Kyrie Irving is being canceled. Uh, because of some documentary that no one was watching and he tweeted out and, and everybody's canceling. They got this dude begging for forgiveness and issuing statements uh, with, in conjunction with the uh, Brooklyn Nets promising 500,000 to the Anti-Defamation League to fight hate. They got Kyrie on his knees and they got him on his knees because we didn't stand up for Kyrie's freedom of speech, which is fundamental. And we don't want to stand up for his religious freedom. He can believe whatever he wants in this country. Patrick Henry lets you know that if he wants to be down with the black Hebrew Israelites. He has every right in this country to do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To I don't agree with their beliefs. You sat here yesterday and listened to me and Anthony and Virgil talk about it. But they can believe that if that's what they want to do, because this is America. And so it ain't about this documentary. It's not even about black celebrities versus secular Jewish people. It's not about that. It's about the godless and they want everybody off of God. That's why there will never be another Muhammad Ali. You can see it in the way this whole thing is played out with Kyrie Irving and Kanye West. That picture of Muhammad Ali with Malcolm X, they don't ever want to see that again. They don't 
ever want to see a black, white, brown, Asian, Indian, whatever. They don't ever want to see a man standing on religious principle ever again. That's what the establishment is fighting against. That's what the secularists are fighting against. Man and God. I'm not a member of the Nation of Islam. Never have been. Used to listen to a lot of Farrakhan tapes, but I was never a member of the Nation of Islam. But you're going to have a hard time getting me to criticize any religious organization that calls for man to stand on biblical and or moral principles and to live up to their responsibilities as men won't happen and take everything away from me. It will not happen. Muhammad Ali was great because he stood with people who believed in God and I, they believed in the wrong one in my opinion, but they believed in God. Religious faith will make a man stand on his own two feet and stand for principles and morals and ethics, religious, people that stand on their religious values. I go to Matt Walsh and you're wondering why Matt Walsh over at the Daily Wire is declaring war on this transgender movement. It's because he believes in God. And that's why he's a threat. It cracks me up to see all these secular, godless cowards pretend like they're the real men and they're brave. And they stand for something. They don't stand for Jack Spit. They sitting around watching drag queens come into schools and sexualizing young kids and ain't got a damn thing to say about it. They're looking at doctors and medical institutions profit off of castrating young girls and young boys over gender dysphoria and got nothing to say about it. You can only do that and get away with that in a godless society where man has been stripped from God. Kanye West and Kyrie Irving, no matter how misguided, they believe in God. And I would rather have that because God can fix the rest. These secular, godless people, good luck fixing them. They'd rather cut your son's penis off, cut your daughter's breast off, and start giving them different pronouns and bringing drag queens into schools and sexualizing your kids than to stand up like men. My problem is with the secular, the Karl Marx groupies that want men away from God. That's why that pit Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, that's a dangerous picture. And Kyrie Irving, although he's misguided, 
That man is trying to stand on some religious principles and they've taken him out to the woodshed and they're beating him in front of everybody and telling LeBron James and Kevin Durant and uh, Patrick Mahomes and every other black man, white man, whomever, you better not stand with God. And these cowards are going for it. They, they got their 20 pieces of silver. They've joined the satanic cult that hates everything about America's founding. They've joined the Chinese. We're sitting around, and I said it yesterday, I'm going to say it again, or I said it earlier this week. We're sitting around, a tweet from Kyrie, and no one's challenging Amazon. Amazon is the platform that's profiting from the documentary. And the ADL, oh, let me get 500,000 from the Brooklyn Nets and Kanye West. That's how you know it's a scam. Go take on Amazon and tell them, hey, you know what, cough up a billion dollars. Give us some of that pocket change Amazon makes. Cough up a billion. They'd rather reach into the pocket of a basketball player and grab 500,000 from him than go take on Amazon, who's profiting from the documentary. He would have nothing to retweet if it wasn't on Amazon. But let's not hold Amazon responsible. And that's why I said it today on Twitter. And I'll say it again. These bought and paid for Negroes on TV and Charles Barkley, I love you. I really do. But cut it out. A tweet? that had nothing to do, it wasn't at an NBA arena, it wasn't at a game, he's sitting at home and he can't tweet what he wants in America? They're trying to destroy America and they've bought and paid for a bunch of Negroes and white folks, anybody they got sitting on TV, because they're all connected to Big Pharma. Who's the number one advertiser on all these TV shows? Big Pharma, Amazon, the trillion dollar business that Amazon is. You think they buy up some commercial TV airtime? That's what this is about. Big Pharma and that COVID vaccine they manufactured with no responsibility and no accountability. If you die from it, if they injure you with it, you can't sue us. But we're gonna hold Kyrie accountable for a tweet. But Big Pharma, Pfizer, Johnson, Johnson, they can make billions of dollars off this experimental medical trial and you can't hold them accountable. There's a deal that has been cut Amazon, a trillion dollar business, can profit off Hebrews to Negroes, and oh my God, it's the most anti-Semitic thing that's ever been published. They can profit off of that, but we can't hold them accountable. No one has any smoke for Amazon.
This is a game that's being played on all of us. Every last one of you, if you can hear my voice, they're playing a game with you. They got Kyrie hanging from a tree and whipping him and to tell you, you better get in line. You better get your ass away from God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You better get away from God. Don't you let no religious beliefs inspire you to do a dang thing. There'll never be another Muhammad Ali because they've disconnected all the athletes from God. They can all talk about it. They can, oh, I want to thank God, blah, blah, but they ain't standing on nothing. They just run in their mouth. When the smoke came for Kyrie, when the smoke came for Aaron Rodgers for not taking the jab, where were any of these pe people? Where were any of these men? to stand up and defend and say a word. When Muhammad Ali stood against the draft, Jim Brown and other athletes came to his defense. Nobody has a word in defense of Kyrie Irving or Kanye West, because you're all scared. You've all been disconnected from God. There's nothing you really believe in other than money. I ain't gonna say nothing. I'm gonna get that bag. I'm gonna get that bag. Could you imagine? And <clears throat> I'll take Jesus out of it. If if Frederick Douglass and that generation, I'm gonna get that bag. I ain't gonna say nothing. Slavery has been good to me. I live in a big house. I get three butter biscuits. I ain't gonna say a word. Could you imagine if Harry Tubman was the kind of coward that we see today running around on the, that's, that's got these checks. Oh, I got this broadcasting check. Oh, I got this money on the field. I, Charles Barkley, and I love Charles, but Charles, you just you you said you went on national TV and said, uh, "You can't disrespect Adam Silver's religion. He's paying you forty million dollars. You better fall in line." Kyrie Irving can't can't tweet because Adam Silver's paying him forty million dollars. Adam Silver's that power. Does Adam is is. is is Adam Silver, uh, uh, you know, we've allegedly disrespected his religion. Are we sure he's religious? Are we sure he believes in God? He certainly does not believe in the founding principles of this country that were founded on biblical principles. The NBA patting itself on the back. Look how progressive we are. We would have never done Colin Kaepernick the way the NFL did. Y'all fell for that BS. Where is Colin Kaepernick right now? He let every athlete run around, grow out afros, and throw fists in the air, and, and, and protest on his behalf 
to back him up. Kyrie's in hot water. Has Colin Kaepernick said a word? This is why I call mute Hamid Ali. Mute Hamid Ali. He's a coward. He's not man enough to really challenge the establishment. He's in bed with China, Nike, and every other NBA, every other global corporation that does not care about American freedom. This is why I never had an ounce of respect for Colin Kaepernick after he started taking a knee. He could never defend his position. He wasn't man enough to defend his position. And I knew that when the real smoke came, he wouldn't have a word to say. Colin Kaepernick is allegedly soul brother number one. Not a word to say in defense of Kyrie Irving. Charlemagne the Fraud had all that smoke for me over Colin Kaepernick. They got Charlemagne on tape. I ain't gonna say nothing about Massa. You know, I ain't gonna say nothing about Massa. I'm scared, you know. I ain't even comfortable having this conversation about Massa. You Massa been good to me. I got a whole crew of Massas that's in my in business with me. They've been very good to me. I ain't gonna say a word. Not a word in defense of Kanye West or Kyrie Irving. I'm not saying they're right. I'm saying that in this country, they have a right to believe and think and say whatever they want. Adam Silver has put out a statement. <clears throat> I want to read his statement today that the blue checks all over to there. You know, this is great. <clears throat> Kyrie Irving made a reckless decision to post a link to a film containing deeply offensive anti-Semitic material. While we appreciate the fact that he agreed to work with the Brooklyn Nets and the Anti-Defamation League to combat anti-Semitism and other forms of discrimination, I am disappointed that he has not offered an unqualified apology and more specifically denounced the vile and harmful content contained in the film he chose to publicize. I will be meeting with Kyrie in person in the next week to discuss this situation. This is all a smokescreen. Let me translate that statement. Kyrie Irving refused to take the vax, and the NBA, like everything on TV, is dependent on Big Pharma for advertising. The NBA is a globalist corporation in bed with China, and Kyrie Irving has damaged the propaganda that we put out in defense of China. Uh, he's, He's refusing to properly demonize America, on China's behalf, and Amazon's another big advertiser uh, for the uh, NBA and everything on TV, and he's brought a spotlight on them that makes them a bit uncomfortable because smart people will start asking, well, hold on, man, if this thing is as anti-Semitic and vile as Adam Silver says it is, why isn't Adam Silver taking it up with Amazon? See, and Kanye or Kyrie has forced Charles Barkley and Stephen A. Smith and Shaquille O'Neal and other people to talk about things that's well outside their depth of knowledge. 
Kyrie is off script. And so therefore, I'm bringing him into the big house. Uh, we, we've, we've instructed our overseers, uh, our black overseers, uh, to beat and lash Kyrie on the NBA TNT show, to do it over ESPN, and wherever else we have corporate uh, plants, MK Ultras, uh, we've asked them to beat Kyrie, and and it's basically a scene. Now, this is Adam Silver's real statement. Uh, this is basically a scene from Roots. If you remember, we had Toby tied up on a tree, telling him to say his name, and Barkley, Shaq, Stephen A. Smith, all the other puppets we have in the media are beating Kyrie senseless right now. And when they're done beating him, I'm going to bring him into the big house. Let him know, uh, look, you don't have to take these beatings anymore. You can get butter biscuits like everybody else uh, if you just hop on board with the script and the narrative. Kyrie, uh, if you happen to watch Jason Whitlock's show, uh, he's defined it perfectly. We're in a heaven and hell battle. It's Karl Marx versus Thomas Jefferson. We're on Karl Marx's team. And if you don't get on board with that, if you don't abandon God and your religious beliefs and you keep saying things that interrupt our script, uh, just like how we had The Undertaker uh, take out Shawn Michaels, we're going to do that to you. End of statement. That's what's going on. This is all about China, global corporations, the globalists, trying to undo the American way of life. You don't have to like Kyrie Irving. You don't have to like Hebrews to Negroes. But if you have an interest in protecting America and our way of life, you need to understand what's really going on here. If you're foolish enough to believe that a single tweet from Kyrie Irving about a documentary that was horrendously executed, there's nobody that can watch that documentary and understand what's being argued. If you can make it more than 20 minutes to you, hats off to you. I've made it 75 because I needed to talk about it. I may eventually watch the rest because I'm like, I just can't see what, nobody's watching this documentary. No one cares about this documentary. It's bigger than that. You have to be smarter. You have to understand. The left is silencing dissent. Let, let me tie this other element, just to connect all the dots. It's January 6th and why it's so important to the left and to the Karl Marx Wrestling Federation. It, oh, those handful of dissenters that showed up at the, uh, the Capitol, they were unarmed but they're the worst Americans on the planet in the history of America. We must throw them in dungeons and jail them for years because they dissented against the regime. And we have to let everybody know that dissent is now outlawed in America. 
We've cut in a handful of uh, black Negro bootlickers. We've cut them into the money-making pie. And those elites, LeBron, Barkley, Kyrie, supposed to, we've cut you into the game. You're making, you got generational wealth. We're changing the dynamics of this country. Mark Zuckerberg's on board. George Soros is on board. He ain't even American. Adam Silver's on board. All the elites, all the godless elites are on board with changing this country. And Kyrie, you ungrateful Negro, how dare you? We've given you $40 million. You better hop on board and disavow any religious faith you have. Take this check. We got some virgin snow bunnies we're willing to offer you. If you like black girls, we got some black girls to offer you as well. They're all on MSNBC. We'll send Joy Reid and Tiffany Cross to your house tonight, along with Kerry Washington and Gabrielle Union and whoever else we can offer up to you on a platter. Take this money and take this P and shut your effing mouth inward. That's the message that's being sent. And it ain't just Kyrie. They're telling you the exact same thing. White, black, Mexican, whatever. Shut your mouth. Don't complain about what we're doing. We got this. It's over for you. I'm not asking you because I don't agree with Hebrews to Negroes if I could figure out what it was saying. I'm not a Hebrew Israelite, but Kyrie Irving has the right to be one if that's what he is. Who knows what he is? He has a right to believe in God however he wants to. That protects all of us. When they shut him down and cancel him, when they cancel Kanye West, that hurts all of us. This country was built on dissent, real dissent, not this fake stuff that Kaepernick was doing, not this China finance stuff that LeBron does. If people want to question the election and how a corpse got 81 million votes, they have every right to question it. If they show up at the Capitol unarmed, they should not be slaughtered and murdered like Ashley Babbitt. They shouldn't be thrown in dungeons like several hundred people have been over a mostly peaceful protest. They're silencing dissent. There, and again, the way you silence dissent, you turn the country secular. Because people that really believe in God, 
They will lose their life over what they believe and they know it. The opposition knows it. Do you want to know why we had a civil war and so many Union soldiers were willing to die because they believed in God? Why did we overcome Jim Crow and have a civil rights movement? Because those people believed in God and there was a glory in serving God. Are we going to remain cowards? I, I can't, I got one little last section I want to unpack. Before I do that, I just want to mention, we have something, midterm elections guide, scroll up. I got to do this quick. I can't linger in this. Scroll up, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up to the website, please. Thank you. Where it is, what's the name of the, where, where can they go to get this? Uh, Election guide, it's free. A copy of the Blaze Media's ultimate guide to the midterms delivered. Theblaze.com slash election guide. Go there, get your midterm election guide. I got to go back to what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Last part of this. It's, 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 and I, I hate to go here, because, but it's just, it's just true. I really don't hate to go here because it's the truth. I don't care that I have to go here. It's the red hat. <clears throat> this, and, and I've been reluctant to really talk about the red hat. And it, it's, you know, the red hat allegedly stands for make America great again. The red hat to me stands for make speech free again because that's what's being done to us. They're taking away our free speech. You, you can't be great without free speech. You can't be great without dissent. I gotta blow my nose. Uh, <clears throat> you can't be free without dissent. This, this, if they can get us to shut up, everybody just take a check. Uh, again, Royce, I, I didn't, again, I tell you, Royce is always two steps ahead of me. But when Royce first came on this show and said, everybody just busy jerking off. That, that, that's, what he's really saying is, y'all take a check, sexually pleasure yourself, screw everything else. And, th and that's true. They, they, they've got, we don't care. Oh, we, we don't need free speech. Give us a stimulus check. Uh, tell us what to think. Tell us what vaccine, what chemicals to put in our body. Uh, while we're out having all this illicit sex, uh, if something bad happens or, or if someone gets pregnant, just kill the baby. 
That, that's how they want us to live. And those of us that are like, well, hold on, man, this country stands for more than that. I stand for more than that. I don't want to be a part of a country where the government tells us what to put in our bodies. The government gets to what they call it. Uh, fortify elections. The government gets to demonize a group of people and call them the worst people on the planet because they wear a red hat. Because our options from politicians got so low that we was like, we got to go with Trump. That's the only thing standing between us and them. And so anybody to put that red hat on, Oh, the worst human being on the planet. How dare you? And I'm sorry, I got to defend the red hat because the red hat ended up creating Ron DeSantis, Carrie Lake, Kathy Barnett in, in Pennsylvania. She didn't even win. Glenn Youngkin, Winsome Sears. The red hat started making, and again, Trump, best I can tell, is not on a, I, what's the right, he's not on a religious journey, a Christian walk, best I can tell, I don't know. But here's what I do know, his injection into the political system made people on a religious journey start wearing that spirit, that identity on their sleeves. You guys, a couple of weeks ago, when I told I went and listened to Lauren Boebert talk here in Nashville, and they can't stand her either, and I, I listened to her talk, and I was like, oh, well, this is why they can't stand her. She talks about God. She talks about Jesus. So they... Marjorie Taylor Greene, there's another one, talks about God, talks about Jesus. Y'all ain't got to like them, but I do. And the red hat brought these people out of the closet and made people start saying, you know what? There's a line I'm willing to draw in the sand because they have faith in God. Many of you are being talked up out of your faith in God. And let me put it on the closet. Let me put it on the back burner. I don't want to wear it on my sleeve. I don't want people to know it could hurt me at my job. That's what they want you to do, to be ashamed of God. And if, if we continue to be ashamed of God, there's going to be more drag queens at your kid's front door. You got perverts and they keep getting arrested and pedophilia stings and all that, that they're these LGBTQ activists. The next thing you know, oh, they got caught up in a child porn sting. And these, we want these kids 
these people reading to our kids at libraries and the schools, and we're having drag queen friendly shows or kid friendly drag queen shows. And it's all because you keep putting your faith on the back burner or you have no faith or you're so unappreciative. And I'm talking, there are conservatives watching this show who think they're on the right side of everything, but they're secular conservatives. And they think that the midterm elections and the 2024 elections are going to save us. Only God is going to save a country that was founded on biblical principles, achieve incredible heights and success for founding itself on those biblical principles. And you think there's going to be no wrath to the country turning its back on God? Really? You're going to achieve all this based off of God's word and a group of people, although flawed, that followed God's word. You're going to receive all this benefit. You're going to live in this country and acquire wealth and build houses and take care of your kids and do this and do that. And then you think you have the fray. I know what Ben Franklin and uh, Thomas Jefferson and George, I know what they was on, but I ain't really with that. I appreciate the country they built, but that ain't for me. I don't believe in God. I believe in this country but I don't believe in God. You're making a fool out of yourself. Your kids is going to be the first one getting bent over by one of these drag queens because you're not man or woman enough to, go, to, to figure out and to understand what made this country great. This whole show, everything I do and talk about, it's not about you being perfect because I'm as flawed as anybody that's ever walked the planet. You can throw me in there with OJ Simpson. I'm that kind of flaw. But I'm not an idiot. And I'm going to bear witness. And you need to man up and bear witness too. You need to crack a Bible. You need to figure out what it is I'm talking about. If you're really interested in saving this country, if you just run in your mouth and you just want to be frustrated, but if you ain't man enough to get in the fight and try, if you don't understand what the fight is, heaven and hell, WrestleMania 25, Karl Marx versus Thomas Jefferson, The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. If you ain't figured it out by now, you're an idiot. And that's why I'm telling you, you better get in this Bible. Go to Ephesians. I got it here on my computer. I ain't got it. Just start here in Ephesians 
chapter three, verse 19, to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. <clears throat> you may have all the books since you may have college degrees up the yin yang. But if you don't know God, you're probably an idiot. You think you're very smart. You probably made some money in this very corrupt and fallen world. But everything you love about this world, trust me, everything that has value in America is a direct result of our biblical founding. I've told people this for years. People, and I told them before I was, had any maturity in my walk with God. So you can go back 30 years. I was telling people like, hey, trust me, anything you like about me is a direct result of 25th Street Baptist Church, my, my grandmother, and my walk with God. And again, I wasn't very far along on my walk. And I was like, anything you don't like about me, that's me. Blame all of that on me. Any good quality, oh, Jason, you're great. You're it ain't me. Trust me, it ain't me. The bad stuff, that's me. And that's why, and we talked about this yesterday with Pastor Anthony, when you fill yourself up with God, and we talked about my favorite, <clears throat> or one of my favorite gospel songs, Tasha Cobbs, Fill Me Up. When you pour God into yourself, it flushes out a lot of the wickedness. If you fill yourself up enough, it's going to flush out all the wickedness. Or most of it, to the best of his ability. You know, that's why my grandmother, she was so filled up with it. Whew. But we're not going to save this country without God. And I know many of you out there, but oh, it's optional and Whitlock's a religious nut. I like Whitlock better when he was hanging out in strip clubs and chasing young women. I, I like that better. What happened to Whitlock? I remember I remember he was down in Miami. He was on Dan Levitar's show and he was down there with some girl and talking about how they smoke weed and blah, blah, blah. That dude is gone. Because we're in a serious, serious time. I'm sorry it took me this long to get shaken up and to realize like, woo, this stuff is satanic and we're destroying this country and kids are not going to have the experience that I had as a kid. I'm sorry it took me this long to get here. I'm sorry it's taking you this long to get here. But we're here now. The devil is out of the closet. The devil's angels are running wild everywhere. Our way of life is being destroyed right in front of our eyes in real time. You can't put a tweet out without the secular people, all of them, black, white, green, Jewish, uh, anti-defamation league, LGBTQ. You can't put a tweet out with all of the secular people coming down to condemn you. 
Kanye, again, this was virtually over a tweet. Kanye, a late night, probably drunken tweet. And oh my God, we got to cancel Kanye. JP Morgan Chase, kick him out of your bank. Everybody can quit working with him. He's terrible. Did you see that tweet? That's not America. I'm sorry. This little safe space, it's all a game. It's all rigged. It's, it's not with, oh, it's anti-Semitism. Oh, it's racism. Oh, it's, it's homophobia. Oh, it's this, it's that, it's this. It's an attack on God and freedom of speech. It's an attack on this country's founding. I need all of you, everybody, examine yourself, examine your beliefs, examine what this country's really about, what it was founded on. And you have to support those ideas. I've broken it down. It's unmistakable. This country's founded on biblical principles, and we have to be man and woman enough to support those biblical principles or we're going to lose this country. And whatever happens six days from now in the midterms, it's not going to save us. That'll just be a momentary lapse. If you, in WrestleMania, The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, it's like a 30, 40 minute match. And there were ups and, oh, I thought Shawn Michaels going to win. Oh, looks like The Undertaker's going to win. Oh, it, it just went back and back and forth, back and forth before The Undertaker finally won. And so we're at one of those moments right now. Oh, midterm election. Looks like it's going to be a red wave. Everything's going to be better. Ah, blah, blah. No, that's just a momentary until we're willing to man up and go back to these biblical principles. I had to leave L.A. I, I, I had, to, in order to escape the gluttony and the sexual lust and all that, I had to leave L.A. I had to make real changes. I, I knew what I was trapped in. I had to create an environment where I can talk about God, where I can work with people. Again, I, I don't apply some religious standard to who I work with, but I needed to be in an environment where people prayed with me, willing to study the Bible with me. And, and if you understand these founding fathers and, and the founding of this country, those guys were immersed in the word. They could quote scripture off the top of their head. They lived in that world all the time. And that's why these documents, the, that, that's why these documents were bigger than what they believe. And, and I can see it in myself. If I just relied on what I believed, I'd have a Big Mac three or four times a day and I'd be laid up in bed with some woman four or five, six times a week. But 
once you start immersing yourself in God's word and start living that, you don't want a Big Mac. You don't want random sex. You don't want to be drunk or high. You don't want to be in a strip club. You don't want to be in a casino every weekend. You don't want kids being sexualized by drag queens. You don't want a country that makes abortion as convenient as a drive-through fast food window. You want a country that values life. You don't want to live in a place where our cities are overrun with crime and no one feels safe and gangs have the freedom to do whatever they want because the evil Karl Marx secularists have told you the police are the real bad guys and we got to defund them and disempower them. And George Floyd, he's the closest thing to Jesus we've ever seen. And let's build monuments and let's lose ourselves in idolatry of George Floyd. You don't want to live in a country like that when you were filled with biblical and God energy. And then you'll get the courage to do what Matt Walsh is doing over at the Daily Wire. This man's in the fight in a real way. He and his family are in the fight in a real way. Hats off to him. We need some more real men like that. If we're going to save this country and leave it in a better place for our kids and the young people and the generations behind us. Again, you've heard, I don't have kids, but damn it, I'm not going to leave this world to this chaos and evil, demonic. I'm not leaving that for kids. It'll be over my objections. And so I'm going to object. And so I hope I've connected all of these dots in a way that you can understand what it is I'm talking about and how what's going on with Kyrie and Kanye, even though they're not 100% right. It's all connected to this spiritual war, this battle of good versus evil, this heaven and hell battle that we have going on. It's all connected. They kill free speech. That's killing God. Because one day, and it won't be long, me reading from Ephesians, that's going to be illegal. Oh, you can't do that. That's hate speech. They've created this whole thing about hate speech which is just free speech. Not every word that comes out of, mouth, out of somebody's mouth needs to be edifying to whoever hears it. We need tougher skin. I can tell you this, just like I told y'all earlier this week, Bill Maher, somebody wants to come out and attack Christianity, I'm more than willing to sit down and have the discussion with him. I don't want him fired. I don't want corporations to treat him like he's the worst human being on the planet. I will engage this man and unmask the wickedness that's causing him to say the things that he's saying. 
And when I say wickedness, again, I done told you, I'm as bad as they come. I'm capable of wickedness. I need to be corrected. Kanye West, if Adam Silver wants to sit down with Kyrie Irving, I'm sorry, not Kanye, but if he wants to sit down with Kyrie Irving, I hope it's a respectful conversation. I hope it ain't as condescending as the uh, statement he put out. And I wish he would call off all his little Negro overseers and tell them to put their whips and chains down. And Adam Silver should stand on his own two feet like a man rather than calling in Barkley and Shaq and Stephen A. Smith to beat up Kyrie Irving before uh, Adam has a talk with him and puts this Negro in his place. But more than anything, I need you. And I'm going to end on this note, and it's a self-serving note. But I don't care because it's what I authentically believe. What we're doing right here on this show is important. We need more fearless men and women, but men in particular. I need you in this fearless army. What we're trying to do here is serious. And it's necessary and needed. Men need to be educated on the word and America's place on this planet and, and what made America great. That's what we're trying to do. I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. But it's why I have assembled a group of people pursuing perfection. We're not going to get there, but we're in pursuit of it. And it's not just me. It's T.J. Moe, it's Delano Squires, it's Royce White, it's Dave Shannon, it's Virgil Walker, it's Pastor Anthony, it's Shamika Michelle, it's Steve Kim. And Steve Kim, I don't know his faith, but that man loves the truth. That man loves this country. And if we keep talking long enough, he keeps watching this show long enough, he's going to figure out God's hand has to be involved in this. This whole separation of church and state, that's all garbage and BS. That was to protect the church from the power of the state, not to protect the state from the power of the church. I done told you at the top of this, the founding fathers made their positions clear on God and Christianity. They knew the state was evil and capable of destroying the church. They wanted the church. They wanted God's most important structure, his kingdom. They wanted the church and Christians to influence government. They didn't want the state to influence the church. And that's what's going on right now by the killing of free speech, the silencing of dissent, and the emasculation and the, the penalty being pushed on any man who stands with God. And it don't matter what God. 
got a bunch of different names or you call God whatever name you want, the Most High, Yahweh, Jesus Christ, Allah, whatever. They don't want men standing with God. That man can't be controlled. That man values freedom and freedom of speech. That man values self-determination. That man wants to be a leader and not someone sucking on the teat of the government. They want you emasculated. They want your children mutilated. They'd want you to rely on them. You understand? They want to be God. This whole system is built on. God wants you to rely on him, not them. Do you understand? God is jealous. He wants you relying on him, not them. They're building a system for you to rely on them, not him. That's what I'm objecting to. That Kyrie probably don't even know what's making him object, but that's what he's objecting to. Kanye may not have it figured out, but that's what he's objecting to. It takes some age and some wisdom to finally have the light bulbs all the way go off and you could see the big picture. And I'm not saying they don't have it, but they can't articulate it. And that's why, that's why they keep bought and paid for Negroes in all these spots on TV. Because they all rely on them. Amazon, Big Pharma, the NBA, all their belief, Nike, China, whoever's cutting the check, that's where their beliefs come from. Kyrie and Kanye have basically said, ah, you know what? My beliefs are actually are being influenced by God. But I'm not trying to throw a big pity party for Kyrie and Kanye. I'm trying to throw one for you. Because if they'll do that to them, Kanye is, was a billionaire. If they will take him out, for imprecise words or for uh, an allegiance to a biblical worldview. They'll take Kyrie out over a tweet. What do you think they will do to you? You need to man up. You need, I, I need you today to make sure you're subscribing to this channel, supporting this channel, telling your friends to come get what we're serving over here at the Fearless Army. I am not perfect. I have told you how imperfect I am. Bearing witness requires courage, not perfection. You don't need to be perfect. 
You just need some courage and be willing. That was a Kyrie said somebody he had an army uh, behind him or supporting him. I don't know if he got an army with him. Muhammad Ali had an army with him, an intellectual army, a religious sect. And again, I don't agree with the nation of Islam, but he had an army with him. He had some intellectual heft behind him in Malcolm X, in Elijah Muhammad. Kyrie is out there standing on his own two feet and he's getting slaughtered. He needs an army behind him. I need an army behind me. That's why I've gathered up Delano and Virgil and Dave Shannon and Royce and TJ Moe and Shamika, Steve Kim, the people at the blaze, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck is a Mormon. We disagree, but we believe in God. That's the army I need, the army of believers. Phil Robertson believes in God. Ali Best Stuckey believes in God. Steven Crowder believes in God. Steve Dace. People are like, oh, you over at the blade, you just taking that money, blah, blah, blah. I'm over here because I'm allowed to believe and my belief is supporting even when we disagree. So, uh, I think that's all I want to say today. Um, I want to repeat or reiterate for those of you that are not believers, but you're a fan of this show, do some homework, get in your Bible, read some history. I'm trying to provide, I'm just trying to spark something in you. If you want to save this country, God's the way. Faith is the way. We're not going to save it any other way. And what's going to happen in six days is very important, but it ain't more important than God. You want to keep being led by emasculated men. Keep getting behind these men with no faith in God, no faith in a higher power, no humility to understand that we ain't nearly smart enough, powerful enough to do all of this. That, that's the problem. Obama and all these, they faking the funk. They think they smarter than God. All right, I'll see you tomorrow.